Hey, what up, Long Beach? All it is is wins, wins, wins at the beach lately, and this is the only podcast about everything Long Beach State Athletics. It's the LB Fee Show, hosted by the 562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, today, and, of course, Long Beach State Athletics Director Andy Fee. Andy, how are you? I'm doing great, and yes, uh, winning is uh, what we love to do, and uh, the best part is, obviously, we've had a lot of success across the board. Uh, with these spring sports, but we've been winning in the classroom as well. So lots of great stuff. Winning in the classroom as well. That's that's good. I like that. Uh, you are actually just getting back from a trip to Mexico. You went with the softball team to Puerto Vallarta, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a great tournament. We've played there three times. Uh, now 2018 was the first time we played in that tournament then we played it in 2020 so before the pandemic right before the pandemic and then um, this year as well and it's a great tournament Um, it's run by triple crown sports which is a you know really reputable um, vendor who puts on basketball tournaments and tons of other softball baseball you name it so it's first class, meaning they, they run a great tournament. They have a great field. Um, you know, we got to play Washington, uh, top 10 team. We got to play Arkansas, top 10 team. We played Memphis, which is a very good program. And then Lamar, uh, which is in Texas. And, and I believe the Sunbelt Conference and a very competitive softball program. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and I think the athletes got a great experience from it. And it wasn't just playing softball, it was also teaching softball. Correct. So the last day, uh, there's a school that's literally right across the street from uh, the stadium. And we were able to work with those, um, those youngsters, elementary age children who came across the street to the field. And uh, our players after the final game, um, you know, it was a long weekend, a lot of softball, two games a day. Uh, but it was great. And I know that they've always enjoyed traditionally that we've done it twice before this trip uh, to give back and to share the love of softball that our athletes have and to teach and to just show, you know, uh, what a role model is uh, from a a female perspective. And it was great. So it was a lot of fun. The kids were laughing. The players were laughing. Lots of dancing going on. Coach Souter was dancing having some, some chuckles. So, uh, it was, it was a great trip. And, and no rest for the weary though, right? You're, you're on your way to uh, Mississippi state for the long beach state dirtbag season opener opener against uh, the defending national champions. We are going to be talking to dirtbags head coach, Eric Valenzuela a little bit later on this show, but yeah, you're headed there, right? Yeah, so uh, got back in yesterday evening and uh, in the office today. And then uh, first thing in the morning, uh, going to be over at the Long Beach Airport and uh, headed on our way with the team to Mississippi State. So long trip. Uh, it's not an easy place to get to Starkville, Mississippi, uh, but we're excited. I mean, I think we we traveled to the moon and back uh, to, to play this series. Uh, it's a return. I'm sure coach will talk about it, but we hosted them in 2020, I believe, uh, before the pandemic. And took two of three, if my memory serves me correct. And now we go back there. They are the defending national champs. Uh, so a very good team, very good program. But we're pretty good ourselves. And, uh, you know, we'd love to be a little spoiler there on the road. 
And um, it's going to be a fun group to watch. You know, I had a really great time being around the softball program and those athletes watching them work really hard. And this trip will give me that same opportunity as the athletic director uh, to support them. Well, while you were gone, everything's fine. Don't, don't worry. Number one volleyball team swept number two UCLA at Walter Pyramid over the weekend. An incredible crowd, an incredible match, and just a showcase of really just how naturally talented this Long Beach State men's volleyball team is. Uh, Clark Godbold, uh, 17 kills. It was, it was aggressive, Andy. They, they played aggressive and it worked out. No, no, no surprise though, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the funny part, you know, we're a very nice, you know, hotel in, in Mexico, but the Wi-Fi wasn't the greatest. So, you know, I couldn't stream it and, you know, I, I kept dropping off the Wi-Fi and I'm trying to follow it on, uh, on social media. And I mean, it was crazy because I'm watching the scores and I'm like, like, this is supposed to be one versus two, right? I mean, number two should be pretty good. Uh, and I know the first set was close, but it just seemed to me uh, just following it online and then just kind of the reports I heard back about the electric atmosphere. Um, I, I couldn't be more proud of um, the response by men's volleyball, the coaches and student athletes and for our fans um, to come out, even the, you know, the basketball game. Uh, the men's game last week. I know our fans have been coming out as we kind of head towards more normalcy for our athletes. You know, last year, men's volleyball played in front of nobody, uh, much like all of our student athletes. And to be number one, to play number two, to be on your home court and to have that kind of atmosphere that, that you know, you know, 3000 plus fans behind your back. That's awesome. It is awesome, and it doesn't even have to be that many. Just a little bit more than regular makes a difference. For example, Long Beach State men's basketball hosted Cal State Fullerton in a first-place game for the Big West Conference, and it was the largest crowd we've seen at Walter Pyramid for men's basketball in years. That is not hyperbole. It definitely has been years. But even Coach Dan Munson was talking about it after, how it brought back memories of how it used to be at Walter Pyramid uh, in the time of the Fab Four and just after them with James Ennis and Mike Caffey. What are you guys doing as an athletic department to try to make that atmosphere at Walter Pyramid a little bit more regular? Great question. And we are looking to partner and partnering with a lot of folks across our campus and in the community. And our goal is, as, as you know, because I know you're at most of their games, you know, uh, women's basketball as well, to, to increase attendance across the board, across all of our sports. So uh, we've been working with uh, a consultant, uh, Biggest Fan Consulting, who does a lot of work with student sections. Uh, student attendance across the country has actually been a struggle. Um, you know, there was a story a couple of years ago, Alabama, right? Alabama football. Uh, they actually uh, had to return student tickets. Their student section didn't fill out, so they were returning tickets to sell to the public. Um, so we've been trying to find ways to really connect. Um, I think we've got a great student body, um, but I think students today are, are different than they were 25 years ago when I was in college, just like I was different than probably, you know, 25 years earlier, uh, maybe my parents. So we want to find ways that we make it a fun environment for them, that they feel that they're part of it. Um, it's not just that you come and just clap your hands uh, that you feel engaged. So we've been working on some things 
uh, with a, you know, a DJ in the crowd and also identifying some student leaders um, who will kind of take the reins. You know, we want to empower the students. We don't want this to be about, you know, Andy. We want this to be about the students. So working with that student organization, um, working with the consultant, uh, really getting out in the community. You know, we've had our student athletes, um, you know, out and about. Um, you know, Colin Slater has been wonderful. If you've seen him on social media, engaging with the fans and expressing how much it means. Um, Coach Cammon as well um, with his connections. So we really want um, to put the spotlight on the student athletes. And they've certainly, as you kind of alluded to, done their part, meaning they've delivered um, you know, men's basketball in first place, the women, I think are 16 and four overall, you know, it's fun. I mean, I, as you said, the energy in the pyramid over the last couple of weeks has been amazing. And I'm really grateful to the fans and the students and everybody coming out because it means a lot to our student athletes. It meant a lot to the game as well. Fullerton in the second half is shooting at the basket right in front of that student section which, as I said, was, was more full than it's been in a really long time. And they missed the first three front ends of their, uh, of their one and one free throws. So they could have gotten an extra free throw, but they missed the first one three straight times. And uh, I said it to Munson in the post-game press conference, like, you got to be thinking about that while it's happening because it was pretty obvious that the home court advantage was back. And, uh, and that's what you need. That's what you need if you want to be an elite program. Yeah, and the, the stat that's, as you mentioned, Coming into that game, Fullerton was the best free throw shooting team in the conference. They were number one in free throw shooting percentage. So, you know, credit to those students uh, in, in the stands back there doing whatever they were doing to, to take uh, the Fullerton free throw shooters' uh, minds off of it because, yeah, missing at the time, maybe, you know, everyone doesn't realize what that means, missing the front end of those uh, one and ones, three of them, but that's huge. That's huge. At a minimum, that's three more free throws. And then obviously, if they make that, you know, that's an additional point. So big swing. And uh, thank you to all our fans. And thank you to those students. You know who is right in the center, right in the heart of that section. So I'm pretty sure that's what was coming through the back of the uh, of the backboard for whoever was shooting. It was the dirtbags. Perfect That's timing. Right. We're, about to, we're about to talk to Coach Valenzuela, but the dirtbags were there to uh, to throw out some T-shirts at halftime and promote the start of their season. And then they hung out. They stayed for the second half. And uh, yeah, little little spark plugs out there, um, making sure the student section was influential in those proceedings. Uh, just looking at the calendar coming up. Speaking of men's basketball, they're going to be on the road this week. They're going to be at Cal State Northridge on Thursday and then at UC Santa Barbara on Saturday, still sitting first place in the Big West. Women's basketball also battling for that first place Big West spot on Thursday. They're going to host Northridge and then on Saturday, they're going to host UC Santa Barbara. For the men's volleyball team, it is a rematch. They are still number one in the nation and UCLA right now still number two. They're going to go to Westwood to take on the Bruins Saturday at 5 p.m., if you can't get there and you want to watch it, you can watch it on the Pac-12 network online. Obviously, we already mentioned baseball. Dirtbags are going to be at number three, Mississippi State. The softball team 
is going to go to another big-time tournament in Arizona, going to take on ranked teams like Kentucky and Arizona. Women's water polo up north at Fresno. They're also going to be taking on some ranked teams like number eight, Fresno State, number 15, Pacific, who they've already beaten this year. Women's tennis, they're going to continue Big West play on Friday by going to UC Riverside. And then indoor track is in, in, uh, in action at the MPSF Indoor Championships in Spokane, Washington. Last but not least, men's golf getting back on the, on the course after a big break. And they're at the John Burns in, Intercollegiate at beautiful Hawaii. So the men's golf team gets to get back in the swing of things by going to Hawaii. Not too shabby. For stories on all of those Long Beach State athletics teams, all the, all the previews, all the recaps, the photos, the videos, and everything, you go to the 562.org. We now welcome on our special guest for the week. He's actually going to coach a full baseball season at Long Beach State this year, and he's got his bags packed ready to take a trip to Mississippi State for a premier elite matchup to kick off the season. It is Long Beach State Dirtbags coach Eric Valenzuela. Coach, how you doing out there? JJ, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Pumped to be here. Awesome. We are pumped for this season, coach. Obviously, we've talked about it before. Dirtbags ranked in the top 25 by multiple polls, and you are taking on a top five team, the defending national champions in Mississippi State this weekend. You've talked a lot about bringing this program to where you believe it should be. And then that's in the conversation with every other big college baseball program in the nation. I believe you guys are one of two ranked series here in the first, uh, in the first week. So two ranked teams go against each other. There's only one other one and yours at Mississippi state that, that that's gotta be exactly what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh... Obviously, when you when you uh, put schedules together, you're you're pretty uh, you know it's a couple of years in advance. But um, I mean, you always know Mississippi State and the history and tradition of that program is uh, is huge. And and for us, you know, it's the back end of a home and home that came to us you know two years ago, and and then now we're going back. So so we're really excited. The fact that they won the national championship last year um, is awesome. You know, for us and and. Uh, um, we get battle tested early on the road in front of uh, probably about 18,000 people. Um, so we're really excited for the challenge and uh, can't wait to, to get on, on the plane and get out there. How's practice been going? You guys finally got back to your fall schedule. So now does the build up to the season feel a little bit more regular? Absolutely. I think practices have been going great. Um, our guys are, are energized and um, excited. Um, you know, I think I told you a little bit yesterday, but you know, when you start getting close to season, sometimes practices, these guys are just ready to play, you know, another opponent. Um, but I just feel like our guys, I haven't felt that way. It hasn't been dry. It hasn't been, um, you know, there hasn't been any lack of energy um, just waiting for the season. And that's a good thing. Um, I think, you know, our mindset is to continue to get better and improve every week, you know, regardless of who the opponent is. And, and so I think they take that to heart. And so practices have been great all the way up to this point. We have our Basically, our last one today um, here, we leave tomorrow and we'll try to get a quick workout in tomorrow before, uh, you know, we get to the airport um, and then we'll practice out in Starkville uh, on Thursday. And so, you know, we're, we're it's here and <laughs> the season is here. 
Absolutely. Uh, you got to start with the elite talent, and uh, that is undoubtedly Devro Harrison, your closing pitcher. He throws absolute gas, and people have noticed this is just his second year, but he's already got All-American nods from a couple different places. He was the Big West Freshman Pitcher of the Year, and he got to spend some time with USA Baseball over the summer. C- can you talk a little bit about how different he's been this year after all of the stuff that's happened to him? Uh, in the in the last couple of months, absolutely, yeah. I think the experience that he you know he gained going out this summer playing for Team USA as well as the Cape Cod League really, um, you know, he was a very confident individual, works really hard. But I think you know when you go out and you play in the Cape Cod and you're around the Team USA players, that kind of you know gives you that next notch up, you know, that next step um, with your work ethic and and your belief. And and I think he's brought that to the table here with us. Um, and he's really been, you know, a leader of our of our pitching staff and, and of our team. I think his energy, um, again, his work ethic um, and his toughness um, is what, you know, this place has historically meant to a lot of people and what they expect from from dirtbag baseball. And he he does that. And he's he's an all around uh, champion. I mean, he's good on and off the field and, and he's a super competitor. So. Love having him on the back end. And uh, yes, that experience that he's had these last couple of years, um, you know, has done wonders for him and he's ready to, uh, you know, to continue to grow and get better. And that's, that's been his main thing is that um, he's not satisfied. You know, he, he's gotten better every year. This is his third year now, you know, he had a shortened season uh, his freshman year is, his you know, the COVID year. And then last year he was able to have that freshman year back. And then this year he's just gotten better and better. And, and that's, that's a big deal for us gotten better and better on a very good pitching staff, but he might not just be pitching coach. He might, might put a bat in his hands. Is, is this true? Yeah. And it's a, you know, he's, he's a competitor, you know, he came in here as a, he was a two-way guy, but he's more, he was a more offensive, you know, player in high school and pitched. He had a really good arm and, and, um, and now, you know, he's really taken upon himself to, to better himself as a pitcher and, and, but he also can really swing the bat and he's going to help us, um, you know, at times it's just so difficult in his role just because he's a closer, um, you know, to, to get him and maximize that bat. He's a competitor at the plate just as, as he is on the mound. And so um, that's definitely an option for us um, in big spots and, and uh, you know, on days that, that possibly he's not, he's not hot to pitch that day, whether he pitched the day before or he's down, you know, he may have that opportunity to swing the bat for sure. Well, you and I were talking a little bit yesterday about how you've got a lot of guys on this roster who, who can really swing the bat. You said you're very, very talented. So talk a little bit about how you're going to try to manage that and figure out a way to get everybody a little bit of uh, a little bit of look so that when the conference schedule does come around, you know exactly who you're going to stick with. Yeah, and that's that's, you know, that's going to be a big part of our job here, you know, with me and, and Brian Peters and Danny Costanza and our whole coaching staff is just being able to manage the early part of the season, you know, obviously pitching wise, um, limiting, uh, you know, innings and pitch count early to get them prepared for conference. Um, but from an offensive side of things, you have, you know, we're in a really good position because we have some really talented, uh, you know, position players from top to bottom. And it's just going to be our job to kind of manage it correctly, get them, you know, the, the at-bats that are needed, get them the playing time and just kind of, you know, come up with a, with a good plan as we move forward and, and roles are going to be, you know, solidified at some point, you know, but again, 
when you have this this type of group where you know they're they're pretty talented and and they work really hard and every one of them can give us a chance to win games and put up good abs that's the challenge from our side of things but it's a good place to be in so really excited about you know getting going and getting getting guys opportunities to go in there and 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 you know help us win ball games Speaking of the pitching staff, can you real quickly just let everybody know who your uh, who your weekend starters are going to be here to start the season? Yeah, so we'll go. We'll open up with Luis Ramirez, you know, who's a junior, um, and uh, he he will start for us on Friday. A lot of experience pitching some really really big games, so we're excited to uh, you know give him the ball against. We're going to face Landon Sims, who's Mississippi State's Friday night guy, who's uh, the number one pitcher in the country by by plenty of polls. So that's a good challenge, and that's going to be a a huge Friday Friday game, which will be awesome. Saturday we'll start uh, JC transfer. Um, this will be his second season. Marquise Johnson uh, from Riverside Community College, and uh, and this will be his his first start. Um, so he's again, um, you know, his first start, and, and it's a big challenge. And, and I know he's super excited, and he's been pitching really well to this point. And then we'll go on Sunday. Jerron Watts Brown, um, who's a super talented right-handed pitcher. Uh, from the Clovis Fresno area, um, ex quarterback on the football team, just toughness, grinder, uh, super athletic. Um, so we're excited to to give him the ball on Sunday. And again, this is our first weekend, so you know these guys are are going to be on on you know a, a pitch count. Um, you know we're not you know we're we're building you know up for for season uh, you know into the conference and beyond that into the postseason. So. Uh, we're going to use a lot of guys this weekend and and uh, get guys opportunities in there and, and in front of this uh, uh, front of this crowd uh, in Mississippi. You also told me that this is the hardest throwing pitching staff you've had in your your 21 years as a coach. Yes, which doesn't mean much. <laughs> you know, I mean, there still has to be pitchability and there still has to be guys that can fill up the zone and throw strikes. Um, but from top to bottom, as far as the velocity is is uh, this is as electric. Uh, of a pitching staff that I've ever been a part of. And, and, uh, and that's exciting. Um, but on the, on the flip side of that, like I said, it doesn't mean much if we don't, if we're not counting the strike zone and being able to mix our pitches and pitch backwards if we have to. And, and um, I mean, I think that's what we've done forever is, is being able to adapt to whatever offense that we're facing, whether it is utilizing our fastball, pounding the strike zone, or if we have to, pitch backwards and, and throw some off-speed pitches more than our fastballs, and we'll have to, then we'll be able to do that and adjust to that. Um, and so, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's electricity on the mound, but, um, you know, first and foremost, they know how important it is to, to fill up the zone, especially in Blair and especially with the defense that we have. Offensively, you, you guys like to have a little pop at the top of the lineup. Uh, last year, it was Calvin Estrada. This year, it's going to be Chase Luttrell, who's going to move into right field. Talk, talk a little bit about Latrell and what he brings to your side. Yeah, he's, he's amongst, you know, a few, few older guys that have been just, just unbelievable for us um, on and off the field. He's kind of our leader. Um, you know, he's, he's one of our, you know, if not our best hitter with the experience being left-handed um, really excited about this upcoming year. I'm, I'm actually um, surprised that he's even here. You know, in my opinion, he should be playing professional baseball, you know, with the draft. Uh, he kind of slipped um, last year, and and so we're lucky to have him again, and and hopefully uh, he will, um, um, you know, continue to get better, and he'll get that opportunity to play professional baseball at the end of this year. Um, 
but yeah, he's, he's our guy, you know, he's going to be at the top of the lineup or, you know, one, two or three in the lineup and, and he's going to get us going. And, and uh, I just feel, you feel really confident when you have guys like him with that experience and, and, you know, the wars that he's been through as a player and, and, uh, um, you know, you just, he gives you that, that sense of comfort every time he's, he's in the lineup. Dirtbag fans going to be back at Bold Diamond at Blairfield uh, next weekend for the season opening Sacramento State Series. And Chase, they'll recognize, Pimentel, they'll recognize, Alex Pimentel in center field. There are going to be some faces that they don't recognize, though. So give the fans some names of guys they think they're going to see explode there at Blair. Yeah, well, I mean, you, again, you, you have those, those guys with experience that we love um, that have plenty of, uh, of years under the belt, Tanner Carlson, Brendan Roselle, um, Tyler Porter, uh, yeah, your Pin Mintel, you know, um, Chris Jimenez. But, you know, the, the, the new faces um, that, that fans should definitely be, you know, excited about as well are, are guys like Rocco Pepe, you know, who, who would have been probably a starter, everyday starter for us last year, got hurt um right before the season last year and, and redshirted um he'll be a guy for us in our starting lineup and he's an exciting player i mean you talk about dirtbag i mean he he plays hard he plays he grinds it um they're gonna love him um and then we have a freshman his name's eddie saldivar who will start for us at second base left-handed hitter one of the top high school recruits in the country um chose to come here and, and not sign out of high school which is which is huge for our program but he's he's an exciting player um he's tough as nails plays great defense can really swing the bat and can run and so um, that's another exciting player for us as well um and then you know second year guys uh you know johnny long who who was off to a great start who was our leading hitter until he got injured at riverside last year he has some power potential as well um and then you know arguably the best uh in my opinion the best defensive catcher and not to say anything bad about his offense but he is the best, in my opinion, defensive catcher in the country in, in Connor Burns. Um, and we're, we're going out to Mississippi State, and, and they, um, they, they argue that they have the best uh, defensive catcher in the country as well. So that's going to be a good matchup as well to see both those catchers there. Um, so we're really excited about our group. Um, you know, we have another, there's another kid by the name of Tyler White, who, who is from my alma mater, Bishop Vermont High School, who's an outfielder, who's an electric player as well plays really hard. He kind of has that football mentality. Um, so just a lot of exciting pieces to the puzzle. And again, it's going to be our, the challenge is going to be, you know, ours as coaches to, to get these guys in there and, and um, you know, make them succeed, help them succeed. What, what constitutes a successful season for the Long Beach State Dirtbags in 2022? Winning a national championship. <laughs> I like it. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's the, that's the goal. I mean, that's, that's why we're here. That's why Andy hired me to be here. And that's why, uh, you know, I want to be here and, and I want to win a national championship. We want to win a national championship and these guys are working hard and, and we understand that, that it takes a lot of work. We understand um, that it's a total grind and that we have to play flawless baseball throughout the year and, and continue to get better and improve as we get into postseason and all of that. We're definitely not looking ahead. Um, we're looking, you know, the here and now to improve and get better. And it starts, you know, with practice today. And then obviously we take it game by game, but, but, uh, you know, I mean, when you wear this uniform and when you're part of this, this university, um, and you're a dirt bag, I mean, there's, there's one goal and that's to win a national championship and it hasn't been done before here. They've been to Omaha. And, and, and so, you know, we, we, uh, 
you know, we take a lot of pride in, in the history and tradition of this program and the people that, that built this for us, um, you know, and, and so, you know, we, we want to give them, we want to give them that, you know, for sure. After you guys go play Mississippi State back at Bull Diamond of Blair Field, 25th through the 27th, that's opening night, Friday the 25th, stands full of Dirtback fans. How excited are you, Coach, to be back at Bull Diamond of Blair Field with a regular group of fans? I'm so excited. Uh, you know, we tell recruits and, and families all the time, there's, there's nowhere on the West Coast, um, you know, like at Bull Diamond at Blair Field. And, and, the, and, and the coverage that we get and the fan support, you know, from the community of Long Beach that we get. Um, I know just watching the, the basketball games and the volleyball games now that fans are super excited about what's going on here with Long Beach State Athletics and, and what this administration has done and, and what these coaches are doing. And, and I love what basketball is, both basketballs are doing, volleyball. And now, you know, um, you know here's, here's the spring sports coming in. And so we need to continue that trend of winning and, and playing good ball. And, and hopefully we can bring that and we can fill up the stadium uh, um, and make it a, a super home field advantage for us. And, and um, um, that's what we're really excited about. And with the new lights as well, they're going to be able to see you guys even better. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Um, you know, the, the, not only the, the field lights, but, you know, the lights underneath the, the overhang at Bull Diamond is, is uh, you know, how dark it gets under there. I mean, that's a, that's a huge difference. And it's just a fan experience, obviously. And then, the, you know, being able to play, uh, um, you know, with the NCAA rules, you know, where we can host a regional or super regional and not have to bring in and pay for, for uh, a ton of, um, you know, manual lights or, or whatever. So we're really excited and thankful for all the people that helped, you know, uh, make this happen. And, you know, obviously Marilyn Bowl and President Connolly and, and Andy and, and the whole staff, um, super thankful and, and blessed to, to, to have it all. Well, travel safe out there. Best of luck at uh, Duty Noble, whatever they call that place. Get back mm -hmm. safe, and then we can't wait to see you out of Bull Diamond at Blair Field for that opener against Sac State, Coach. Thank you so much for the time. Take care. Thank you for having me. And now for something completely different. Andy, I, uh, I went to the sto grocery store the other day and was just kind of, you know, not going for anything in particular, just kind of wandering around, you know. And I ended up getting some bacon. And I've been having bacon in the morning. I don't know why it's been so long, but it's been a long time since I had bacon in the refrigerator and I'm really enjoying it. Trying to keep it a limit, trying to limit it to like one or two, you know what I mean? But, uh, but I can't believe I went this long without having it. Is there, is there something breakfast wise that's like your, um, your cheat, like something you like to have for breakfast that maybe, maybe you shouldn't have all the time, but it really gets you going? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch it up a little bit. It's not breakfast, but I would definitely say it's a guilty pleasure. And um, I love chips and salsa and guacamole. Love it. Needless to say, I was just in Puerto Vallarta. And uh, I'm not sure how many buckets of chips and salsa and guacamole I had, uh, but it was amazing. And for me, kind of that cheat thing about like, cause and I, I, I don't want to copy a bacon. I, I love bacon. It's funny how sometimes I, I go stretches where I don't have it, but uh, when I do, it's probably way too much because it's unbelievable. Right. I mean, everything is better with bacon, at least for me, it is. 
but my guilty pleasure, chips and salsa. Oh, I am a snob when it comes to chips and salsa. Did, did you get after it for the Super Bowl as well? We did. We were able to uh, to watch the Super Bowl at the hotel, uh, and I had chips and salsa, and uh, I think I had some tacos and uh, some quesadillas, and uh, it was amazing, uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, probably going to need to have to run a few more miles this week. I was but, I was going to uh, say you're going to have to run extra because not only that you're also going down south for the weekend. You're probably going to get some good old barbecue in Mississippi. <laughs> Correct. And uh, yeah, you got to make smart choices. Uh, I'm going to try to make smart choices, but <laughs> those are two really good things. Barbecue and Mexican uh, food is, uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But uh, I'm excited. As you said, that trip down South, it'll be different. Uh, it'll be a great student athlete experience. And I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing what the dirtbags can do as well as our other teams who are competing this week. Yeah, man, I, I got to be honest with you. It's been a long time since I've been this excited for uh, for a season. This Dirtbags team just, it looks like they've got everything they need to do something really, really special. And and having an, uh, an elite pitcher like Dev uh, just brings more attention to your team from national media. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this team, no matter what happens, uh, because it's the type of program that you wanted, Andy. You know what I mean? This is This is the hire you made. This is the type of program you want. It's going well, and uh, and with the program, with the uh, schedule that they're playing, they are an elite program in the nation. You know what I mean? Start start with what they're starting with, and and some of the other teams are going to bring to Bolt Diamond up Lair Field. So, we are excited. Thank you so much to producer Roger for putting this together. Thank you so much, Andy, for having us on the show. Thank you so much, Coach Valenzuela. Everybody, travel safe out there to Mississippi, and we'll see you in the stands very soon. LB Nation, take care.